this has nothing to do with today's episode, but I would just like to say that I am not happy with Netflix for suggesting a true crime show to me. I won't say the name because, you know, everybody's got to make a living. But, oh, man, I have no problem with reenactments because obviously they're not going to have live footage of every crime ever committed. Otherwise, we wouldn't need investigators. And also, I don't want to watch people getting murdered. But still, please pick actors that are good at acting or just don't use accents if you're not good at them. Don't use an accent from the UK if you're American and you're terrible at accents. All right. I don't care who told you that you were great at it. I can't stand when someone uses an accent, but it's a terrible accent. So you know it's fake and that's all you can focus on the entire time. So it just totally throws me off track of whatever I'm watching. So yeah, that I just that was just a rant that I just felt like I had to go on. Anyway, let's get into today's episode so I can stop ranting about bad reenactments. Hey y'all, welcome to the Awkward Mom Stage Podcast, a podcast where Lola, that's me, a millennial mom talks to friends about life, motherhood, and everything in between. Every Wednesday, I bring you topics that we all struggle with, whether we're a parent or not. Every stage of motherhood is awkward, whether you have one kid or six, you're a dog mom, or you feel like your partner's mom, things can get messy. I'm for sure an awkward mom, navigating all the growing pains that come along with millennial mom life. Feel stuck in an identity crisis? Feel like your life lacks direction? Goals feel distant? Well, you're not alone. Tune in every Wednesday as I go through the crazy coaster called life with you. This podcast celebrates motherhood in all forms for exactly what it is, awkward. I'm your host, Lola Nicole. Grab yourself a glass of water or wine, whichever suits your day, and get ready because the Awkward Mom stage starts now. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, I'm talking all about negative self-talk and giving some self-care tips that I've learned recently that I think could help you as well. When it comes to negative self-talk, let me tell you, I can be the meanest person to myself. It doesn't matter who gives me a compliment or says something nice or what happens. Even though I say thank you, obviously, in my mind, I'm always like, are you sure? But the negativity doesn't stop there. I don't mean to brag, but I can focus on the negative in any situation. In case you didn't realize that was sarcasm, I know some people take things very literally nowadays. But seriously, you don't realize how much of a negative person you can be until either someone tells you or you start doing things to change your behavior and realize, well, shit, I'm a negative Nancy. You know, in my case, when I started my self-love, self-discovery journey, that was when I noticed the negative tendencies I have. Now, when I say negativity, I don't mean I'm one of those weirdo internet trolls who goes around telling strangers on the internet how much they hate them or how terrible or ugly they are or whatever, you know, like that's clearly how they feel about themselves on the inside. And what's what there's a saying, what's that saying? Hurt people, hurt people or something like that. But you get it. That's not the kind of negativity I've been about. My negativity is really all towards myself. I'm the most positive and encouraging with my friends, family, and even strangers. Someone could literally be going through the same exact thing I am, and I can give them all the love, support, and encouragement under the sun, but I don't follow my own advice for myself. You feel me? I'll use my miscarriage as an example. When I was talking to some other moms and women who were going through miscarriage struggles and also a close friend was dealing with a miscarriage, I had all the advice, all the love 
all the tips. I gave them all the stuff that I found out, read, gave them my story, told them what would help, whatever. But through my own miscarriage, I was so mean to myself and I forced myself to be strong for others' sake. I masked how I was feeling, made myself feel bad for how I was feeling, how long I was sad, when I was sad, what made me sad. I mean, whatever. I blamed myself and continued the negative self-talk cycle, even in a crisis. Like, what is wrong with me? I don't need a bully or trolls on the internet because I have myself. I'm my biggest bully. I think that's actually a lot of people's problem. Usually it's not your fault when the cycle starts, but you definitely have to be the one to stop it. You can't live a happy, healthy life being negative. There's no room for negativity and it just doesn't make sense. Who wants to have a great life, but also be negative about it? Like it can't work. And also again, why? I think as far as I can see negativity and negative self-talk are a learned behavior. It may differ from person to person on how it was learned, but it's definitely a learned behavior, which is why when you change a behavior or a habit, you have to learn how to do it, right? You want to be a health coach or a life coach or a mentor. You want to learn how to meditate or whatever. You have to change your behavior and your life in order to do those things and encourage others. So it makes sense that the negativity was a learned thing through whatever situation brought on that negativity that stuck with you. Whether you learned it from your parents, you had a negative household or upbringing, a negative friend, you hung around negative people, whatever it may be, a negative situation happened or negative words were spoken. And from then on, that negativity stuck and continued with you. So naturally, with years of consistent negative behavior, you grow into a negative adult. But the good thing is all of that can change. I'm learning to be more positive and happy every day. It's still a struggle for me. Years of a continuous cycle of negative self-talk take time to undo. Oh boy, that was a tongue twister. But you get it. But I'm working on my positivity daily. I think 2020 and going into this year, 2021 as well, have definitely brought on more negativity. Many families, including my own, have been dealing with so much. Layoffs, racial injustice, family drama, shutdowns, illness, homelessness, death just to name a few. So it's definitely no surprise that negativity will be looming literally everywhere. I, I had to stop watching the news because it was just the word. Like it just brings you down. It doesn't, it doesn't give you, you know, the news and then throw in some happy moments. Like I feel like they find the worst stories to tell or report upon and then put them on the news front and center. And they always like cut it off. Like, Oh, do you, Feel scared when walking out of the grocery store? Find out how not to get mugged at nine. And then like, that's it. And you're like, wait, not get mugged at the grocery store? Like, are people just, is there a mugging spree at the grocery store? What's happening? And then you watch the news and then they fill you with all this negativity. It's just, it's a bad cycle. So I get my news from the news app. I go on there, learn anything that is, you know, worth knowing and then move on with my day otherwise like you would just be consumed with negativity all day i don't know how newscasters aren't like the most depressed people on the planet it's, it's dentists isn't it are those isn't that the highest i think that's one of the professions with like the highest suicide rate or something dental which is like crazy because <laughs> dentists make bank okay i 
have so much dental work I need to get done and it's so expensive and it's not like going to the hospital where you could be like oh I broke my leg and then they fix it for you and then bill you no no dentistry they're like oh no ma'am Pam you better give me that money now and then I'll fix your problem but anyway that's neither here nor there my dental woes are not that's not why we here oddly enough quarantine was when I decided to seriously start working on myself and my happiness I was at a point where I was trying to make some career shifts and figure out how I could work towards one day working for myself. I had started a little lash and waxing business. I was all ready to go. Your girl had stocked and everything, got all the stuff, signs, business cards, you name it. I was ready, okay? Doors were about to open, literally opened, and then next day, COVID crisis shut down and my studio closed before it even opened. So I was left sitting and figuring out my life, like right when COVID hit. During COVID, when I literally had nothing to do other than be at home analyzing every corner of my house like everyone else and making 47 unnecessary trips a day to Home Depot to build shelving and everything else, I was also trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life, with my career, and how I was going to make money to build my dreams and support my family. I think COVID really opened my eyes to a lot of things that I want to change in my life, both personal and professional, but negative self-talk definitely creeped its way in and tried to snuff out any hopes and dreams that I had of making a life for myself. I was depressed about my studio closing before it opened, about my current job being closed because we weren't considered essential, my kids not getting to be with friends or even see family. We were also in a new state, so we didn't have anyone really to lean on for support and also just sad in general, which a lot of people were, I think. It just came with the territory, sadness for everything going on, which is understandable. The world was in a crisis, y'all. Honestly, we still kind of in that crisis. It doesn't help the negative thoughts melt away. Let me tell you that. I was constantly picking my mom body apart in the mirror or wishing I was still young and in my 20s with great skin and boobs that were unnursed. Telling myself that if I was here or if I was there that I would be happier just on Instagram scrolling like why can't that be me I started realizing that my own thoughts and words were like really bumming myself out even more even when I was literally in a situation I could not control I was still being negative if anyone you know was wondering I like to control my situation and when I can't I feel very out of control obviously because I'm not in control so I still try and basically what I'm saying is I still try and control situations. I know for a fact I can't control, but just it's just something that I'm just like, no, I have to figure this out. Like I need to figure out how to control this. And then sometimes that just turns into negativity of me just beating myself up like, oh, why can't you do this? Why aren't you better? You know, whatever it is. So I never thought of looking at the positive because you always are like what positive like I'm in especially in like a time of crisis people are like are you crazy like what what positive what are you talking about what could possibly be positive about this situation which again I get because you know shut down but I was still like you know a negative Nancy if you happen to hear school announcements I'm waiting for I'm waiting in the car line y'all I'm a mom okay so we got a we got a multi multitask so I'm waiting in the car line for Lilypad and I'm also recording this podcast you know juggling things like a real adult anyway so how do you change it how do you turn a negative into a positive how do you change a negative feeling into a positive one 
Well, for me, I started with me. Aside from removing negative people, things, etc. out of your life, you really have to start with you. It's your mindset and your life and nobody can do the work or live it for you. It's something that you have to do because it's about you. You can't love somebody else if you don't love yourself. You feel me? So the first thing you need to do is work on your mindset. Start by trying to counter your negative thoughts with positive ones. If you're having a bad day or something happens, take a moment, sit in that feeling, feel what you feel, and then say one positive thing at least about the situation. Obviously, in the moment, you aren't going to be thinking too many positive thoughts, but that's the point. It is to try and stop and catch yourself once you see that you're in a negative headspace to try and pull yourself out as soon as possible. So with that, you try and take a moment, sit in the situation, and then say at least one positive thing about the situation. You can say more, obviously, but just try and pull out the one. It's going to be hard at first. You don't want to overwhelm yourself. You don't want to get into like a weird false kind of toxic positivity where you're just overwhelming yourself because you feel like you have to be happy all the time. I think that's a thing that a lot of people assume is that positive people are constantly all the time 100% happy and that's just not a thing. We're all human. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's happy 100% of the time except Jesus or, you know, whatever you believe in. Even they cry and get sad about, you know, things. They just do it in a godly creator of all things kind of way. I don't know, whatever. They wrote a book about it. It's pretty popular. It's all in there. Back to my point. No one's asking you to be positive 24-7. It's not a real thing. Any positive person that I've talked to, they all have sad days. They're like, yeah, we're not robots. Like, we're just, we choose to see the positive in negative situations and we choose to manifest you know, happier feelings. And you can do that too. Like that's a thing. Everybody can do it. The thing is everyone's not going to do it. You have to change your negative thinking on a daily basis. So you're having more positive and encouraging talks with yourself and other people on a daily basis. Hey y'all, it's Lola here, host and producer of the Awkward Mom Stays podcast. And let me tell you, hosting and producing this podcast is not easy. I had no idea what I was doing and I still kind of don't. Don't tell anyone, but I don't. Buzzsprout has definitely been there to help me along the way from hosting to helpful videos on what to do, how to edit, where to go, how to get music, you name it. They let me know how to do it. And their Facebook community is even more helpful. So let me tell you now, if you are a podcaster or you're trying to start a podcast or you have a podcast and you're looking for a host, definitely check out Buzzsprout. They've got everything you need to get started, even a domain name if you don't already have one. Trust me, I'm no tech genius and Buzzsprout has definitely been my saving grace. So if you're interested, you can definitely click the link in the show notes and it will take you to Buzzsprout and they will walk you through everything you need on getting your podcast up, running and ready to go. Now back to the show. Of course, you should already know that meditation and manifestation are going to be on the list. Since starting my self-love journey, I have been getting into meditation and manifestation. I haven't mastered manifestation yet. I'm still working on it. And I'm still working on meditation also, honestly. There's so many different ways you can meditate. And until I started talking to other people and kind of learning more about it, 
I, I thought there was only, you know, one way. For the longest, I assumed that there was only, you know, sit down with your eyes closed and silence and meditate. And I'm just not that kind of person. Being quiet and sitting still unless I'm sleeping makes my skin crawl. If anyone watches or has watched American Dad and you love it like I do, there's a scene in, in one of the episodes. I can't remember what the episode's about or what happened. I'll try and find it and like put a clip of it on Instagram. But there's a scene where Roger is like, he's trying, they're like, oh, you should quiet your mind. And like when he tries to quiet his mind, there's like screaming people and yelling and noise and chainsaw like it's crazy and I that's how I feel like my mind is when I'm trying to be quiet and sit still it's just not happening <laughs> I literally feel like that's me when I try and meditate in silence sitting still I just can't do it I have to be moving so I'm more into moving meditations if you're like me then walking or driving meditations are great for me, I listen to my meditations while I'm doing my morning routine and that's how I meditate and kind of get my mind right. And then I'll listen to some positive affirmations after that. And then I start my day. That way I'm not stressed or in the back of my mind thinking about starting my day or running behind or the things that I have to do in the morning. I wake up, pop in an AirPod and start my morning routine and listen to my meditation and affirmations while I'm doing that so I don't have to feel idle and then take away from paying attention to the meditation. Also, there's short and long meditations, so don't feel like you have to dedicate time to like an entire hour to meditation. I meditate for 10 to 15 minutes and I listen to a meditation and then I listen to positive affirmations all while I'm doing my morning routine and getting my coffee before I wake my kids up for school. I'm the first one up so it's quiet and I can have my coffee and calmly ease my way into my day. It's the most quiet time in my house aside from bedtime so it works for me. You can also try writing your negative thoughts down when you catch yourself thinking them or like journaling. I've gotten back into journaling and it's definitely helped out with getting my feelings out especially when I didn't have anyone to talk to. I've even written down things that I wanted to let go of that were just like deep rooted, you know, things. I wrote them all down, read them out loud and then burned the paper afterwards. And that just kind of, you know, sets it free out into the universe. So there's so many different ways of trying to catch your negative mindset and your negative self-talk. It's definitely got to go. Another thing I'll try and do to pull myself out of a negative situation or a feeling is play music that I enjoy. I have like different playlists for different moods. So I'll just play those playlists and it usually will kind of, you know, get me out of my funk or I'll watch a movie, you know, a movie that I love. It's usually a movie that I've seen 9 billion, 47 million times, but like it just kind of, you know, puts me in that mood. You know, everybody kind of has like that song or that show or whatever. That's what I do. I'll just find something that I love or enjoy that makes me, you know, feel happy, something that's going to lift my spirits or get me in a different mood and just try and change those feelings altogether, just basically turning a positive, a negative into a positive. Once I've felt the feeling or dealt with the situation, or even if I haven't dealt with the situation and I'm trying to figure out how to deal with the situation, sometimes taking a moment, trying to pull yourself out of that negative mindset and then regrouping and going back to the problem actually helps you solve it. I've done that many times. Even though I fight it all the time, it works every time. When it comes to negative self-talk and you're talking to yourself negatively about whatever it may be, 
sometimes you have to just sit and think like, is this true? Does this have any merit? Does this make me feel good? And if the answers are no, then you really just have to try and figure out how to pull yourself out of that negative mindset because that negative space isn't going to do anything for you. I've had a lot of struggles with my body from I can't even tell you how old until now, especially after having children, a second, a third, then postpartum after my miscarriage. I have had the biggest struggles with self-esteem over the years. So one thing I've been trying to start doing is every time I catch myself on a negative train of thought or, you know, I'm about to beat myself up about something, I try and say something nice about myself instead. And a lot of self-help and self-improvement and self-love, all those articles, all the stuff that I've read, podcasts I've listened to, all of them say that if you're having a hard time with your body or whatever negative thoughts you're trying to, you know, work on, you need to write positive things down. So, you know, if you just hate your body or whatever, like write some positive things about your body or write you are beautiful or you're amazing or whatever going to uplift you or that you want to feel about yourself. Write those down, put them on a sticky note, frame it, put it somewhere, whatever, like hang it, put it somewhere that you're going to see it every day, especially in the morning. So that way, that's the first thing that you see your reading and saying nice things about yourself first thing in the morning it's gonna kind of you know jumpstart your day in a positive direction basically the more continuously you repeat those things to yourself it'll help you knock out those negative thoughts and replace them with positive it helps you repair your self-esteem and thus your relationship with self you're welcome i'm still working on my gym motivation i'll get back in there one day but for those that are already in the gym and starting to work out exercise is actually a great way to get mood get good endorphins and you know get you going get you feeling happier lift your mood boost your serotonin and just really kind of gives you that energy you get after a workout you know when you're in the gym and you're exhausted from lifting weights or jumping jacks or whatever it is y'all doing there I don't know because I haven't been in there in a while but that's just a personal struggle of mine anyway for those who are in there When you're done, it's a mood lifter and you know, you get that like great feeling. You're in the mirror, you're taking selfies. You're like, yes, you are the bomb. I did like three squats the other day and I was looking in the mirror like, dang girl, you looking good. See, an example of positive (laughs) self-talk. Anyway, I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. Business snap style, right? All right, I'm done with the jokes. I'm done, I'm done. Well, we've come to the end of this episode. I hope these tips and tricks on what I've been doing and what I've learned on how to counteract negativity and negative self-talk have helped you on your journey to feeling better about yourself and living a happier and healthier life. Please don't hesitate to DM or email me with any inquiries you have or questions about books that I suggest or self-help coaches, guides, articles that I've read that I can help steer you in the right direction. I also have a guide for navigating miscarriage. I will put that link in the show notes if you know someone or if you yourself need help, have questions, or if you're going through it, definitely download that guide. It has all the information in there that I learned. I talk a little bit about my miscarriage and DNC experience and tips that I used when working through my miscarriage. Next week, I have a guest, Lisa Erickson, on the show. She's a meditation teacher and energy worker specializing in meditation, women's energetics, and sexual trauma healing. 
We're talking all about different meditation forms, mindset shifts, and how to shift the negative mindset. So she's the perfect guest to follow up this episode next week because I'm no expert on positivity, clearly. As always, thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here and a part of the Awkward Mom Stage crew, Tam's crew. If you haven't already, please rate and leave your girl a written review on iTunes and Apple or Apple Podcasts. Which one is it called now? Do people call it iTunes still or do they call it Apple Podcasts? I don't know. You're not going to answer. Anyway, let me know you're listening and that you love it. It would mean so much to me. If you'd like to donate to the podcast to help with behind the scenes or you just want to, you just know this girl needs some coffee, you like, let me get her a cup of coffee because she's struggling. You can do that as well with the buy me a coffee link. Or if you can't donate, just simply show the love by screenshotting this episode. Tag me at the Awkward Mom stage on Instagram and share it on your stories so I can reshare them and shout you out on the podcast as a thank you. If you're loving the show and you have topics that you want me to cover or someone you think should be a guest on the show, send me a DM or an email and let me know. I hope you all have a happy hump day. If it's not Wednesday when you're listening to this, I hope you have an awesome day anyway. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks for joining me this week on the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. Make sure to visit our Instagram page where you can follow and find information on next week's show and any updates for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast shows. While you're at it, if you're enjoying the show, I'd appreciate it so much if you rate the show on iTunes or share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday for an all new episode. I hope you're having an awesome week. Happy hump day. And always remember you're beautiful. Lola.